Do I continue this madness or do I start the show? I'm a man of wealth and taste. We'll get into that. <laughs> I like that intro though. All right. What's going on, everybody? And this is What Does It All Mean podcast. I could listen to this all night long, but it seems like I should start talking. I'm the host of the show for tonight. Jimmy Lewis, ready to go. I almost went to sleep. I was so tired right when I started this, but <laughs> you want me to put it on or what? You, you making a request? You making a request? And which version? You know, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. I'll go with. Let me see. I'll go with the cover. If I have it. Getting old. <laughs> Can't see too well anymore. Uh, where is it? Interesting enough about that song. Uh, when I was when I was younger. Um, hold on, I gotta put on my glasses, everybody. I don't even know where they are. When I was younger, uh, this is a fun a fun fact. When the first time I ever heard "Sympathy for the Devil," right? Uh, it was, let me see, I was super young, I was super young, and uh, I thought it was hypnotic, you know, I'm all, this is, this is an amazing song, and uh, hold on, I'm not ready for this, I'm not ready for this, <laughs> oh man, I so hate uh, the interweb sometimes, and like, I'm looking for... There we go. Here's an album. Oh, what the F? Anyways, I guess I'll play the original because it's not coming up on my... But didn't, you know... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Forget it. I love the song. It's too hot in here too hot in here okay let me read some comments you've addicted to rolling stones and the Foo fighters well sympathy for the devil I, I think james covers that right but this stupid this stupid uh apple music that i pay fucking way too much money for right now will not give me what i want so now i've got to go to ridiculous youtube to prove this ridiculous story of mine or uh Yeah, okay, I knew I wasn't tripping. Jesus, okay. So the first time I ever heard the song, I was like in the fifth grade, okay? Fifth grade, fifth grade. And uh, this is when I got my hands on this this album. And it was, uh, you know, the self-titled Jane's Addiction Triple X, okay? I was fucking fifth grade listening to this shit. And I heard the song change my life, you know? changed my life and not only that like chip away you know chip away at the end and, and anyways so I went on a camping trip with my dad one time and at that time I was probably in the sixth grade you know or sixth or seventh grade and we went to the we went up you know to Sierra's and uh and I heard the Rolling Stones version of uh 
of this. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, I, I didn't know this. Like, who, who did it first, you know? And, and I think I asked my dad, but he was too into driving, so he didn't, he didn't tell me. But uh, that was the first time I realized, like, oh, wow, that, that Rolling Stones must have done this first because they're a way older band. But, uh, and then when I heard the Rolling Stones, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where I couldn't pick which one I like more than the other, you know, and I still can. I still love the James version just as much as I love the, uh, Rolling Stones version, and that's fucking crazy, you know, but that's what you can do when you're passionate about music, and, you know, my mother keeps saying this, oh, that Barry Farrell, he's got a voice on him. <laughs> Anyways. There is good news. Portal for Pyros is back. I got my tickets, everybody. I'm going. If you want to assassinate me, you can find me at the Belasco Show in Los Angeles on July 7th. Tickets are still available. I'm not working for them in any which way, but I'm super pumped to fucking see this show. Your dad is into Van Halen. Fuck yeah. Eddie Van Halen was amazing. Come on. That guy was a beast. Guy was a beast, complete beast. It's it's sad we lost him, you know. It really is. What's up, everybody? I'm reading your comments now. Legends of Wayne's World. Sorry for the shaky stop. Oh, Brian's here. Brian number one. We lost Brian number two altogether. I think I offended him. Feel bad. He invited me to go to a bar, and I I'm so bad at bars. I hate bars. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do shit. I do this fucking podcast. I've been running lately. Just to get high. Sending out love to Dave Navarro. I heard he's got this long-term COVID. Listen to that guy. He's going fucking crazy. See... Me being fifth grade and discovering Jane's Addiction, it was like these people in the 70s, you know, that were like discovering fucking Led Zeppelin or people in the 60s that were discovering the Beatles and, and the Rolling Stones. It's a generational thing. And no matter what, you know, whatever the kids are into now, it just keeps going, you know, and it keeps going. And that's the beautiful thing about music, you know. It just took me back to the fifth grade. You know, pulling up this little Jane's Addiction tape, putting it in, feeling like I'm breaking some kind of rules for listening to this rock and roll music. You know, being American, I'm not too proud of a lot of shit around here, obviously, especially now with guns and shootings and fucking all that crazy shit, but I'm, I'm proud of rock and roll, you know? I'm proud of fucking rock and roll. And I remember when I was a, a kid too, you know, people were like, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. I'm like, I want to play rock and roll. <laughs> I know that's fucking cheesy and generic, but it's just the fucking truth. And I think everybody feels that deep down inside. They just want to fucking play rock and roll. And if we all just played rock and roll, maybe the world would fucking put down their guns. Not even the world. Well, yeah, I'll say the world, because look, it's like 103 or 5 days of the war in Ukraine. It's never gonna fucking end, man. I hope it does, I hope it does. Alright, enough negativity. Anyways, what's going on? Let's start the show. Let's start the show. Yeah, my favorite bands, Jane's Addiction, Porno for Pyros, Led Zeppelin, Miles Davis, Nina Simone. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then it, that goes into Chipway right there. Anyways, when you know an album's so good, you you know you know the next song coming. That's where it's at. 
And this show isn't all about music. It's about everything. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> all right. Now, this next song I'm going to play, even though this isn't about music, it's kind of controversial for me. You know, I, I stopped listening to, oh, you know, I think I broke my computer. I broke my computer or the computer just doesn't want me to play this song yeah anyways I guess uh, that's that's crazy I was going to play a Morrissey song but the computer doesn't want to let me and I was trying to get away from the Morrissey scene for the last like three years you know since he started talking about his white power bullshit you know uh, white pride but listening to, how should I say, early Morrissey before maybe he started getting older and cranky and fucked up, he was a genius. He was great, you know, but the older you get, the less you work out, <laughs> the more you take your shirt off on stage when you're fucking over 50. Good God. Anyways, I saw Morrissey uh, a while ago. Oh, and then ironically, if you look at my ceiling, that is a Morrissey pillow that I got at this concert. All right? You see that? You see that pattern right there? See that pattern? Kind of looks like a... You know, uh, I'll describe it for the audio. It's a Morrissey pillow that says... I can't even read it because I'm too blind. But if you look at the, the pattern, it's kind of like a Morrissey's face with like a wolf's uh, nose or face inside and then a cat. Like it's, it's, a mind, it's, a, it's a mind fuck, right? Now, the reason that I bought that pillow is because I've got this tattooed on my, my arm and I can't really, I'll try to give you a good look at it. But if you look at it, that's the same design, okay? But just with Morrissey's face. And I, you know, this is, it's not a famous picture, but it's kind of, you know, it's popular. So when I saw the pillowcase, I looked up and I thought, wow, well that's, that's kind of, that's interesting. So then all of a sudden I look up and I see this poster. And this poster had a picture of a cat with these different uh, ripped, pieces of like material like a collage going through with like Morrissey's eyes well ironically I'm in a small band and I had a poster that had the same fucking thing but instead of having it being Morrissey it was supposed to be this girl Kat Monroe who I used to do these shows with at the doll hut and so I was kind of like an like a tribute to her you know and when I saw both of these things I was like wow Wow, someone's been on my social fucking media. And uh, I'm not accusing Morrissey because I feel that, you know, it was probably just some of his team. But I'm going to put it out there. That's a pretty big goddamn coincidence. Poster, pillowcase, and I have the poster somewhere to, to prove it. But uh, I don't need to prove shit because it's real. But if you're going to get ripped off, at least get ripped off by Morrissey. Okay, let me read some comment. Let me read some comments. Uh, Nihilus Power says, if I'm saying that right, I love old music. Uh, I hate to say that Gen X or Gen Z because then people think I listen to day shitty music. But I think there's good music in every generation. You just got to find it, you know? I heard, uh, God, I heard there's a really good album out right now by, I think it's Kendrick Lamar. I, I think, I, I think, you know, that's supposed to be a, a really genius album. I'm not sure. But um, I love old music too. Okay, Dave, the photo guy says, I was doing punk rock at seven in my driveway without even hearing punk rock. Definitely, feel, totally. It's, it's, you know, it's a way of rebellion. You know, like, you don't want to conform. Nobody wants to fucking conform. Speaking of punk rock, speaking of punk rock, oh, it's hard for me to just change things perfectly, but here little punk rock for you, little Fugazi, little Fugazi, okay, I'll read some comments before I get, you're my favorite, Julia, 
And, and just for a little tip, Julia, I was getting ripped off of DistroKit. That's where I had a lot of my music uploaded. So anybody that uses DistroKit, check your fucking, uh, how much they charge you. They were charging me like $79, like every couple months to have my shit up there. And that's robbery. So fuck DistroKit. So my, my Jimmy Lewis stuff won't be on the web for a while. <laughs> Morrissey with a cheeseburger with double beef, right? What the fuck happened to him, dude? What happened to him? And there's that perfect Simpsons where, uh, you know, the Corsi or whatever it was, where Lisa falls in love with young Morrissey and then, you know, it's the ghost of Morrissey and he's all skinny and perfect and how Morrissey used to be. And not like aging is a thing, but I think sometimes as you age, you get shittier and shittier inside and that becomes a reflection of the... The inside becomes a reflection of the outside. And then Lisa finally goes up to see him up this, uh, you know, this festival. And she looks up and it's it's the real Morrissey. It's just, like I said, shirt off, gross, fucking dono, dono. <laughs> this cat's all Morrissey's got. Yeah, that's the problem. I really liked him. And then, you know, first... You know, I was kind of shocked that I got ripped off. And then second, unless it was just a really big fucking coincidence. And then second, just when he went on like Jimmy Fallon and, and had that white supremacist pen and pin. And then they asked him, well, what does, you know, what's that about? And he's just like, well, can I be proud of my white race? You know, at this particular time, it's not very, at any particular time, it's not a good idea to be proud of your white race. All right, we've had enough of that through fucking history to wipe out genocides of people. Like, just think of all the people the white people have killed. We don't need to be proud, Morrissey. Fucking, we need to be ashamed. You need to fucking have a, a pin of ashamement. So I don't understand that kind of stuff. And you're the best photographer in the world. All right, about some punk rock music. Should we get into some topics? Should we get into some topics? I've been, I've been sick lately. I haven't been wanting to do anything because I felt like shit, but I'm back now. So like I said before, Porn of Papyrus is getting back together. I think that's the best news in 2022 so far. Uh, if you guys don't know who they are, check them out. They're just, I've seen Porn of Papyrus probably 15 plus times. Uh, when Almost Famous was like a thing back in the day, I, I love that movie and that's when Porn of Papyrus was kind of round too. So I jumped onto that scene and, and followed them to fucking New York and to Santa Barbara and to all different places to see that band. Yeah, they're back. Dave the Photo Guy, they're fucking back. Peter DiStefano is like, he's my favorite guitar player of all times. Like for me, he is. Uh, I love him. Uh, Mike Watt, best fucking bass player in the goddamn world. Uh, Steve Perkins, he, you know, he's my favorite. Like, all of these people happen to be my collective favorite, and you throw them in, in, in a group, and then as my mom says, Perry's got that wonderful voice. Perry's the fucking man, too. And uh, I met Perry a couple times. Uh, sorry, one time, and he was super nice. No, a couple times, I forgot. But he's super nice, super just talented, and it just feels like a little bit of relief with fucking them coming back. Like, you know, shit was fucked up in the 90s too. And uh, it felt like they just had this vibe of just, you know, rebellion through kindness and mischief and freedom of expression. So I'm stoked. Like I said, they're going to be playing, I think, July 7th at the Velasco Theater. I'm there. I can't wait to see Peter up on stage. I can't wait to see just that whole deal. So, it'll be fantastic. All right, what's been going on in the world? Let's get into some topics. I'm gonna close my window because I feel this next topic is not for the people outside. 
So, okay, obviously we had the Johnny Jet, Johnny Johnny Depp, and uh, three days after your birthday, nice. Uh, we had that Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, and uh, I don't think anybody wants to talk about that shit. But in all fairness, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it how I see it. You know, I see that Amber Heard was clearly. Uh, how do I say it? She was proven malice to ruin this guy's career. And that was the most important part, was the malice to ruin someone's career over fabricated stories that were completely proven. And so, or disproven, you know? So I start to see like different articles going around saying, you know, Johnny Depp destroyed the Me Too movement. You know, this is a bad time for women. All this just crazy shit, you know? And and personally, I'm a fan of the Me Too movement, but why can't the Me Too movement also include men that have been abused by women? Because clearly that was the case in that one. And me, personally, I have been in relationships where, uh, yeah, I will be honest, they haven't, you know, I will say there's been some abuse. And, uh, no one ever believes, you know, no one ever believes a dude, you know, like I would tell people, I'm like, uh, I'll give you a prime example. I was in a relationship with, uh, this chick that was just very violent for a very long time. And to the point where, you know, we'd be sitting in a car and she just moved too quickly. And I would flinch because I was so used to being hit like I was a fucking child, you know, and one time we got in a fight, and such girl came up behind me, took her nails, and ripped them down my face, okay, took her nails, and ripped them down my face, and, uh, I had to go to work the very next day, you know, and there's really no covering that up, so instead of, like, you know, covering them up, I had to tell people that I got in a bar fight, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, there was these two guys, I got in a fight, this guy jumped me, and the other guy just scratched my face, it was all bullshit, it was the fact that the person I was in a relationship with was extremely violent, extremely toxic, extremely immature, um, very, what's the word, possessive, and didn't want me to interact with the outside world because they feared losing me, which they did, so... I clearly remember going to my work and looking at my friends and lying to them in the face. And the thing is, people know when you're lying to them. So all my friends knew I was lying. And then it would just get progressively worse where I'd have a, a broken nose or, or I'd have, you know, these bite marks that you can see up above Nikola Tesla. You know, I would have bite marks from, from a female that uh, was probably just, what's the word, too young uh, too afraid to deal with their own insecurities and mental illness that they wanted to take it out on me. And it happened. And, uh, you know, that's what domestic violence or whatever you want to call it, domestic abuse, uh, you know, and I guarantee the other side of that, if you heard that person's story, oh, they would make up a whole bunch of shit to cover the tracks of their, you know, negative behavior, and I'll be honest, I am no, uh, in that situation, I'm no saint, but I can tell you this, I've never punched anybody, I've never grabbed anybody too hard, I've never done such, I've protected myself, uh, you know, from, from the broken nose, and that's where the flinching comes in, and I think that's the problem, like, us as men, we're, we're tip, we're not gonna fight back, because we are so much bigger that real men won't fight back. So when a woman, you know, slaps you or hits you, uh, you know, it's taken as you should just take it. And that's an old school mentality because it's still violence. And um, I, I, I think the Me Too movement can work both ways as long as there's just truth involved. Because there are women that beat up men and there are men that beat up women it's, it's, it's a universal thing. And to just point at one specific gender and saying you're at fault, I think that's a really, uh, 
wrong thing to do personally. I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it makes sense. And I think everybody sees that. And so now these stories just come out trying to, you know, uh, trying to make Johnny Depp seem like he got away with something, you know, like he, he, oh, he, he, he's putting women down. Uh, That's not it. It it truly sounded, I watched so much of that trial because everybody had to, it was in every feed and every fucking where that thing was, you couldn't get away. And I clearly saw the inconsistencies. I clearly saw the lies that that lady was saying. And when Johnny Depp went up there, it was just nothing but him just telling you the truth. And I think that's what people can see. I, I, you know, five years from now, we could be wrong and, and real proof could come out. But I, I just think, especially someone like Johnny Depp having a drug problem at the time, this lady recording things and trying to set him up and all this crazy shit, that's not love, you know? And at that point, if you don't love somebody, you just get the fuck away from them. And I think that's the problem that these people, that you have. And, and this is, I'll tell you from, from personal experience, you feel like that excitement, that violence, that, that it, it's something, it's a feeling. You mistake that for love, you know? And say you get in a fight and you get slapped or you get pushed and you're like shocked, but it's something. And then you're feeling it for that person. And sooner or later they'll apologize or you'll apologize, whatever it may be. And you mistake that for love. And it's not love because nobody that loves you is going to fucking slap you. Nobody that's going to want your back and what's best for you is going to strike you. And... I don't strike the people I'm with, the, the person I'm with. I've never struck her. She has never struck me and in any form, you know? And it just goes to show where there's healthy relationships and there's shitty, toxic, horrible relationships. And you can tell Johnny Depp and Amber Heard got caught up in that. And it's just crazy, you know? I, but hearing some of those stories about... about Everything was just fucking mind-blowing. The shitting in the bed. Uh, <laughs> just all that stuff is crazy. Uh, Dave, the photo guy. Depp heard textbook, don't look up movie. I remember that movie. Uh, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? I don't know how that... What's the, what's the connection? Because I remember that don't look up was kind of like... Wasn't it about, you know... Um, these tech giants like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos trying to save the world. And, uh, I don't know the comparison. I don't get the comparison. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. But that was a great fucking movie. But, uh, yeah, I I think staying away from toxicity is the best thing that you can do for yourself. You know, if anyone hits you, this is game over. Male, female, once someone strikes you, dude, it just that's not love. And uh, like I said, we mistake that that craziness for for love, and, it, and it's not. Anyone's gonna hit you; they don't fucking love you. So my advice: if someone's hitting you, male, female, just get out. Just get out. There's so much, uh, there's so many different people in the world that you can all connect with and, you know, it was that, okay, Dave the photo guy, it, it was about the media coming to destroy the planet, but the media keeps the mass preoccupied, oh, so you're saying that the Johnny Depp trial was uh, a massive smoke screen to, to get us away from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, that's what you're saying, I got you, I got you. I was kind of more on the, the, the level of the relationship. I understand the media. Yes, fucking media sucks. But I'm more or less talking about the single relationship that these two had. And hearing these fights in... Okay, I'll tell you. That chick shit in the bed, it triggered me to remember when I was in this relationship with this, this fucking person. And uh, I remember, you know, this is real. She'd be like, hey, can you lift the, the, the toilet when you pee? Dude, I'm a fucking man, okay? Be a man. I don't do that shit. I pee right on there, and I wipe it up, if even, okay? I'm a sick man, all right? This chick, after like five or six times of me doing that, maybe even five or six years of doing it, doesn't fucking matter. 
she took my shoes and pissed in my shoes and let me go to work in my pissed filled shoes that I didn't know and then I'm walking around my work smelling piss everywhere I go okay that's not your friend all right and then when I came back from home oh do your shoes smell and by that time the piss smell went away I'm like I don't know what you're talking about she's like I pissed in your shoes I'm like oh you shit on my bed you're fucking Amber Heard so you know I think like where my angle is I'm, I'm really kind of talking about this dysfunctional relationships and and yes the media of course they fucking they don't want to talk about Ghislaine they don't want to tell you about the pedos they don't want to tell you about you know the owls up in fucking you know San Francisco those cults where they're like doing crazy shit in the woods you know that's a whole other thing <laughs> okay um, here we go uh, Dave, the photo guy, a di- diversion for Ukraine, war, China, climate change, rest of the realities, our planet's going on, uh, that we collectively are on the brink, but have Depp heard. You know, I don't really personally think it's a media, uh, sorry, I don't feel that it's a government conspiracy to throw fucking Amber Heard and Johnny Depp on it. I really don't. I think we're such a celebrity celebrity driven culture that people really want to know if Johnny Depp is doing cocaine off a stripper's ass and fucking the Viper room, you know, that's why I did, you know, uh, we can all choose to, to, to go where we want, right? The, the, the TV stations are only going to fucking keep watching, uh, keep showing what you're watching. So believe me, I know that the media has propaganda, but also, I know that the O.J. Simpson case, you know, all these things that just have such a, a worldwide attention is so much more, you know, huge than the government. You know, and I, I completely agree about the uh, climate change and all these crazy things. Uh, I think personally, the government and I think the government's just at the point where they know it's going to fucking end and they can't do anything except try to keep us all at bay. Because it, it you know, I watched this Exxon Exxon Mobil documentary about, you know, how they knew in 1979 that they were putting carbon emissions into the atmosphere that would potentially kill us in now. Okay. So now we're here now. And, uh, yeah, the world's fucking hotter. It's, it's getting crazier. There is no doubt about it. This place might turn into a Mad Max style utopian, you know, but personally, I don't really try to eat up everything that the media's given me. You know, I don't. I don't really watch the news, uh, even though that trial was on it. I'm not a big news watcher. Uh, I, you know, I try to get my information through different things like fucking social media, which is a joke. But, you know, more or less like like private people with their live streams being at those places at certain times. You know, that's more believable to me than uh, some of the media, you know, people, because they can they can make the story any which way they want, you know, so you can you can skew it any which way. So personally, like when I see, uh, you know, like a Ukrainian soldier playing, you know, a guitar as he's about to fucking invade something like an acoustic guitar on a TikTok, I believe more in that than I do in in the mainstream media. And I think that's what social media is able to do now. Like now we all have these little windows and even if it's for like 10, 15 seconds, we can open up these little windows and show you what's outside that window. And that's why they gotta come clean with the UFOs. That's why they gotta come clean with certain shit because all of these devices are meant to show us the truth. And this all goes back to Steve Jobs' mentor. I forget who this was. Uh, it was a woman and, uh, her whole goal was to put these cell phones into our hands, every single person's hand. So we could have a unilateral connection to the whole consciousness. And once you have that, it's very impossible to lie unless you get into, you know, like the people of Keck and, and the people that are orchestrating the lies. And, but I think after a while, the mainstream people, uh, not saying mainstream, but 
the people that understand the interweb, the people that have been on it for its conception, can see through the lies. You know, sometimes I fall for it, you know? I'm looking at some picture of like my favorite person with some weird shit on their shirt, and I'm like, I can't believe this. I'll, I'll turn to my fiance and, and she'll, she'll open it up and she'll say, look, that's Photoshop. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? So we can all fall for certain shit and we can all, you know, get caught up in, in everything but the worry about climate change and all these things. All we can do is draw attention to it, you know? fucking biggest thing is still the guns that these kids can get, these 18 year old kids can get fucking AR-15s in our in my country at fucking 18, okay, like, that's crazy that's the biggest topic that the government is avoiding, and they're they say that they're doing this, they're saying they're they're never gonna do shit, because money runs this country, and so until there's money in getting those AR-15s off the street, it's never gonna fucking change so you got me riled up I lost so many people. I dig your uh, perspective. I appreciate you. Well, vice versa, Dave the Photo Guy. I lost like four people in that whole thing, but uh, no, but it's a celebrity different culture and uh, the coverage was feeding. Yeah, and that's it. Like we, that's one of the problems. Uh, buy an AR before you can buy a handgun. Yeah, see, for, for me, like I want a fucking lightsaber. That's what I want. I want a real. I'm, I want a lightsaber. Like guns are so fucking. They're boring to me, man. Like I don't know. Like they're just boring to me. I, I would rather like. I'd rather have real lightsabers. Like if we could walk around and fucking, you know, have real lightsabers and 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 someone wanted to enter, you know, a church or something, and they had to chop you the fuck down with the lightsaber, dude. At least like, you know. It's it's so much. It's a little bit more difficult than just point, shoot, point, shoot, point, shoot three hundred times. That shit's horrible, and uh, you know it's just getting worse and worse. It sucks. It sucks that we got to live in, in a society where we have to fucking think about people walking around with military style weapons. Like, and it's not to protect anybody here. It's not like we have some you know, terrorist people coming to fuck with us, it's not even a thing, it's just our own people shooting our own people, and I will never, I, I can't understand it, and the aliens want to talk to us, right, but they see this shit, and they're like, we don't need to talk to you, because you're still shooting your own fucking kind, so, <laughs> Dave the photo guy, lightsabers, for real, but, Texas law lets you buy an AR at 18 and a hang. See that? Okay, I got you. And, and a handgun at 21. What kind of fucking bullshit is that? Personally, if I had to pick, I want a friggin', I would take a nine millimeter. You know, and it's sad that I'm in that frame of mind. You know, I, I I've said it last week's show. I have a fake nine millimeter. Uh, it's just a BB gun, but it's the real deal. It looks like the only thing that can separate is that orange tip and. Uh, you know, there's, there's ways to alter that, which is completely illegal, which I would never do. But, uh, you know, if someone's breaking in my house and, uh, they've got a knife and, uh, I've got my advanced BB gun, you, you're not going to tell what is what. And if someone points it at you, believe me, like if someone pointed, uh, the thing that I have at me, I would fucking be scared. And, uh, I've had dreams where I've been shot, you know, several dreams that I've been shot. And that's just because I live here, you know, and I don't know if people in, in Julia, do you, do you have dreams of being shot in, in London? You know, cause I really, I, I've had so many realistic dreams of just people coming up to me and just, you know, me trying to get away and then boom, just taking a bullet. You know, I've, I've had these, these nightmares. So yeah, until we get lightsabers, nothing's going to fucking change, you know, and I think the people are demanding the change now and it's still not going to happen. You know, like the, the Americans are screaming on both sides. Get rid of those fucking 18 year olds with the, the AR 15s. We're not even talking about the Berettas. We're not talking about handguns. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, those people can have fucking all the kind of 
guns they want except an 18 year old with an AR. And why is that? Because that kid is not mature enough to make the decisions to do things right. Because the, especially the males, the male brain is not completely matured until you're 24. And the fact that we give people guns at 18 and 21, I feel that men shouldn't even get guns till they're 24. You know, and people will completely say that I'm crazy. But I feel that until your the scientific people have figured out that that brain in the male is not matured until 24. And I can attest to that. And some way longer. So there should either be some kind of, you know, real just, I, I, you know, like I said, I don't have the fucking solution. Like I want to say, you know, some kind of mental, uh, evaluation, you know, but the reality is 24 is still just maturing as a male and that's fucking sad. So if you're going to give a gun to a kid, that's mentally not matured because his brain hasn't reached that point of allowing it to, you know, mature. It's crazy. It's not fair. So, you know, I think these kids that have killed these people are fucking horrible, but I guarantee you when they're 25 and they're in jail and they've got to spend the rest of their life in there, they're probably going to be like, what the fuck did I did? Like, what the fuck did I do? Like once they mature, they're going to be like, oh fuck, dude, I killed all these people. What did I do? Because their brain is so right now in the moment, everything's urgent. Everything has to happen right fucking now. That's how an 18 year old man thinks. How do I know this? Because I was one, you know, and everything is so important. Every, you know, and as you get older, you realize that's not the fucking case. You know, once you get 24, you're still not mature. But once you get 34, you start to realize, oh, all that shit that I was thinking when I was a kid was because my brain was still growing and developing, you know, and it's crazy. Okay. Twenty-four is the one hundred. Okay, uh, Brian, uh, why use a weapon if you have no use for a weapon? And watch out for unmedicated bipolar people. Believe me, when I'm uh, out in the world, I am completely always looking around, like checking my surroundings. I don't like to be in a place for too long. You know, that, that's real. I'm kind of like the Rolling Stones, you know? Once our music's here, it's come and gone. It's, it's magical. It's here one moment and then it's gone. I like to be like that because I feel if I just keep moving quickly through places, uh, the chances of me being caught up in a chaotic situation is small. Uh, but that's a ridiculous statement, it, it, you know? I saw those videos of that lady that got shot in the supermarket. She was just, uh, I went to the supermarket today you know, and uh, that lady was just pushing her cart, and this guy got out with his AR and blew her fucking head off, and it was just crazy to see her standing, and then him pull the trigger like it was the game Doom, and her fall to the ground and die, like, just like that, she didn't even know, that lady didn't even know that she died, you know, can you fucking imagine that, I, I can't, because boom, game over, just because some 18 year old's pissed off about his fucking Wi-Fi connection, that's real shit. Oh. I want to get a little bit more positive. It's hard though. It's hard to get, it's hard to be positive, you know, when you're dealing with constant shit all the time. And uh, last week we talked about solutions for this, you know, and I got like a great solution was like someone said, basically put a force field around us, you know, well, fuck, if I could, I would, you know, I definitely wish we could build the, the, uh, what are you talking, what do you want? Want to change up the, the flow a little bit? You want me to change up the flow? Oh God. Oh God. Songs, songs kind of change things. This is going to be horrible though. Let me just see. Let me see. 
I got it. I can read your mind. Thank you, Julia. Uh, I was working on that song because I miss James. Where the fuck is James? That's all about our good friend. It's not about me, but we can pretend that it is. But yeah, I have a really fantastic friend out there named James, and I haven't heard from him all year. So uh, if somehow you hear this, call me, man call me heck yes dave thank you so much thanks for listening and paying attention and fucking just having the conversation you know hanging out that's all it's about it's all it's about is hanging out because you know why time is a killer and uh just because we're here right now fucking we might not be here tomorrow so everybody's dying love you guys Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers. 
And I think that did change the vibe a little bit. I feel better getting it out, talking to you, having Julia make me play songs. It's a great thing. <laughs> You're the best, Julia. Well, I think that's going to be it. Guys, see Kenobi. Kenobi's so good. Hearing James Earl Jones' voice as Darth Vader is the most intoxicating thing ever. So good. I, that's a spoiler. So that's a spoiler, right? And that song was not ready. I I wrote that like today. So it's interesting to. Uh, see how it will be in a year from now but Julie if you see James in London flag him down give him my phone number I miss that connection my London connections you guys Like the, like the first concert that I paid for Like that I got an actual ticket I was 13 years old No, 12 years old And it was The Creatures Which is Susie's side project With Budgie And it was at the UCI Bren Center And I think like 1989 But I think the show Where I saw live music For the first time I was well, uh, 11 or 12 so this was all within the same time period and this was called the skate escape in UCI same thing I live right next to UCI so I was stoked okay like I was so blessed to live right next to UCI because there was this thing called the skate escape where they had Jim Trenton who was the poor man from uh you know K-Rock and uh, you had uh you had Tony Hawk you had uh, it was it was it was a skate demo, but like competition, and uh, it had uh, it had yeah Tony Hawk, Christian Soy, Tommy Gr like all the biggest skateboarders ever on this huge vert ramp in the middle of UCI. Like I think it was Brent Center again, and uh, then like the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like up on the stage or up on the half pipe playing for whoever like like won the competition so at the end i just remember like christian soy and tony hawk just like killing the freaking that you know the vert ramp while the chili peppers were just fucking crushing and this was like 88 so like think about that like i think that was mother's milk so you know yeah that was the first time i saw music like imagine seeing fucking flea when you're like 11 and they're up on a half pipe and then you just see tony hawk just doing fucking crazy McTwist and backside three. It was just to be there was so crazy. And I remember running up to Tommy Guerrero. And if you guys follow this, this you know you guys follow this obviously. So I post a shit ton of Tommy Guerrero boards, and uh, 
decks. And the reason why is because when I was at the Skate Escape, when I was 12, I, I ran up to Tommy Guerrero and I, I like sat next to him and he was so nice and so cool. And I looked at him and he was like older than me. And I'm like, I'm like, hey man, do you know that your board spells out the devil is Tommy Guerrero? And <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, I had no idea, man, no idea. And he was just trying to be a stand-up guy because in the 80s, you couldn't tell people that you were the devil unless, you know, they, they would think you were fucking the Night Stalker because it was the time of the Night Stalker. So he was super cool. And that was one of my favorite decks, you know, with the, with the knife and then the fucking devil's Tommy Guerrero. Uh, so yeah, skateboarding and fucking music, they've just gone hand in hand in Southern California. I'm just an offshoot of that, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to grow up in this culture where skateboarding pretty much started here, uh, and there's always been surfing and, you know, satanic panic, <laughs> totally, right? You can talk about the devil, you can talk about shit, because, you know, we, we had the PMRC and we had these people that were just like... You know, if you talked about the devil, you talked about the devil, it was over. So, yeah. What was your first concert, Rob, Robert? And Julia, tell me, you guys tell me your first uh, concerts. I got like two more minutes, I'm gonna get out of here. Give it to me. Here comes your man. I saw the Pixies at like the, I think the 20th, Reunion of this album of Doolittle that was insane. Here comes your man. Here comes your man. Oh, Julia, come on. <laughs> uh, just for two seconds. Paul Weller, rad, rad, rad. Here comes your man. Bright Eyes track. I played it actually earlier. I started, I think I started the show. Oh, I wanted to start the show with it. Here it is. I'm just a big Bright Eyes ripoff. That's all I am. I'm just a big Bright Eyes ripoff. Are you kidding? The first time I saw Bright Eyes, I've seen Bright Eyes. You want to know what a Bright Eyes dork I am. I've seen Bright Eyes probably like seven times. When Connor and the Valley Mystic Band came out, I somehow got a torrented copy of it. They played a show up at Amoeba and I went up there. The album wasn't out there. I knew this. I knew every single lyric to every single song. And the bass player, I think it was Nate Walcott or 
I'm not sure who's the I think it was Nate Walker playing bass and he, I don't even think he knew the songs that well and I was sitting there singing every line and he was looking at me <laughs> I'm crazy for Connor I think Connor is fucking amazing uh, he, he is still in my opinion the Bob Dylan of our time so don't get me started with Connor you know <laughs> thank you Robert one of my friends told me that they they were like uh, my friend I think it was Cindy she was just like and ironically yeah it was Cindy and that was the song right Cindy leaves the TV on the drowned out the sound of her loneliness she, when she first heard my music she was like you sound like bright eyes and I was like oh I took that as a compliment, but it's also like, you want to sound like yourself too. I, I don't write in any way, like the form of Bright Eyes. I'm not, I don't, you know, I just throw, like with the song that I played for you guys tonight, that was the first time I've ever fucking played that all the way through with the bridge. Uh, like I worked on it a little bit tonight, but I had never sung that song before. And uh, I think we all have our influences on what we like, but I feel that music is such a personal thing that, you know, unless you're Greta Von Fleet, you're fucking, you're gonna create something different. And I'm just kidding about a Greta Von Fleet, but you're gonna create something different because we all have different heartbeats and we all have different rhythms and we all move in different ways and we all hear different melodies in our heads and none of them can be the same. And yes, we can like learn other people's, you know, different melody patterns but inside is your own melody pattern and you know that's that's where it comes from so well well old dashboard was fuck i'm supposed to end this guys and i'm having too much fun with y'all i gotta pee <laughs> i'm having so much fun last thing i'll say about bright eyes is i heard that you know he stomped off the stage like after singing two songs and at one of the concerts and didn't come back that's some more connor shit man if you don't if you're not hip with connor and you don't realize that he can do that at any moment because he is who he is then you're missing out so i love him and i think that was punk rock and uh, i've seen everything he's done and i love you guys and fucking a I gotta pee. Thank you for listening to the show and you guys stay alive. Ben Queller. Haven't heard. I'll check though. I will check. A new person to add to my uh, deal. Why am I praying for you, the real barbs? What's going on before I have to pee? This is real talk. What am I praying for? What are we praying for? But I'll tell you this. As praying goes, uh, like, cause I need, ah, ha, 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 you need to suck a dick now, ha, gotcha, got a comic in the building, got a comic in the building, I like, uh, how, uh, last thing, Ricky Gervais, you know, I talked about him last week, how he's, he's bashing on the trans community, that fucking sucks, but the, uh, the one thing that he did say is, uh, is about, you know, um, praying, you know, and uh, people that like have cancer and, uh, you know, they want to pray that shit away. Well, you can pray it away all you want, but you should still do the chemotherapy, right? You know, maybe just stick with, you know, praying in the chemotherapy or maybe just the chemotherapy. But, you know, anyways. I, I've heard that name, though. I know who you're talking about, Robert. So I will definitely check it out. And what's up, Bees Knees 68? Fucking love all your posts. How you doing? I'm about to get out of here, but this is a little extended version really quick because everyone's showing up right now. I just want you to know, Bees Knees 68, when people like you and I do post our opinions, we might not get lots of likes, but the message is out there and it, and it, it makes people think and it, it gives a counterbalance to the people that are always throwing out, you know, the opposite view so uh keep posting keep doing your shit don't 
don't be afraid if you don't have 50 fucking likes on that photo. Personally, I noticed my favorite things that I post always end up getting like two or three likes. And then the stupid shit that I post about, you know, some guy fucking doing whatever is gets whatever. So keep posting, create the community, Robert, Bees Knees, Julia, everybody, Brian, I love you all and good night.